Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Monday, May 17th, 2021. Hopefully you had a good weekend. I know here I sure did with some killer games to play. Unfortunately, though, I was working, so I didn't get to spend as much time as I wanted to playing them. But today, we're going to talk about those games. But before we do, a little bit of housekeeping here. As always, don't forget, you can always follow me on Twitter at MarkTurk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. You can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com as well. And if you want to help support the show and become a patron, you can find that link down in the show notes. Get access to uh, the patron episode a little bit early. You can be a guest on the patron episode. And the best part you get access to the patron-only Discord. So uh, you can find that link down below if you'd like to help support the show. Now, Thursday night, I had mentioned this last week, we finally did our final session of the Marvel Champions, the Rise of the Red Skull expansion. And let me say, we took out the Red Skull with style. It was uh, a heck of a battle, the way he works. And and I know I've kind of talked to you guys about how the game works a little bit, but uh, he is dropping schemes like crazy. I mean, pretty much every round, not pretty much, literally every round he is dropping a new scheme. So you can't necessarily do damage right to him because you have to manage those schemes because his attack is based on the number of schemes on the board. So you need to be focusing those things down. Took us probably about two hours, I think, to take him out. Um, we were being a little bit cautious and, uh, you know, probably could have maybe did a little bit more damage. But in the end, we took him out with uh, just enough in a big final round where once we got him to flip to his second stage, we took him down. And it was a ton of fun. I absolutely loved that expansion. Um, it was it was really neat. Now, the new expansion is out, the um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Galaxy's Most Wanted expansion. And... Uh, we were planning on probably playing that here in about another week or so, and I actually hadn't had it yet. And waking up on Friday after having such a fun night on Thursday, I kind of went out on a limb and immediately went, purchased that online, and got the new Gamora and Star-Lord hero packs. So they're kind of bringing all the Guardians in, and, and the expansion itself comes with Groot and Rocket. So I just I had to go in, had to splurge and get it. So those are going to be coming here probably about the next week or so. So I'll be talking about those on the show as well. Um, but, you know, the game, again, just it continues to impress me with the way they just present everything to you and make you feel like a hero in this card game. I mean, this, and, and real quick, I'm not going to talk too long about this, but the Star-Lord deck, just as an example, is built around kind of this, this risk factor that Star-Lord is known for, right? He's always crazy, a little reckless. He takes risks to get the job done. And the way his deck works is you can tap him to make cards cost three less, but you have to give yourself another encounter card that round. Or, or there's ability cards that he can use, but when you use them, you give yourself another encounter card. So you can get to the point where you, when it comes to be the villain's phase, you could have three or four encounter cards in front of you, but it was at the cost of you know, maybe you or those were the cost of being able to maybe dish out a crap ton of damage or take a bunch of scheme off a threat. Like there's multiple things in his deck that are really, really neat. And, you know, they found a way to take these simple cards and make you feel like the hero, make them play like Peter Quill would. Like it is just so neat how they're continuing to do this. And and I've said it before, and I know I sound like a shill for Marvel Champions, but um, I just, I highly recommend you guys check it out. Like it is a very, very fun and very neat game. Very, very cool. Uh, all right, let's talk some video games here. I have two games that I've been playing here. Well, one I played a couple days ago and then once something else dropped, I was playing that. And let's talk about the something else here that I've been playing. 
And you guys know what it is. Fantasy Star Online 2, New Genesis, the closed beta was running this weekend, launched late Friday night, which was kind of weird. Like, why didn't they just do it Friday morning? And ended last night. So I only really got probably, I'm going to say maybe three hours into it. Um, and a lot of that was I actually went through kind of just the tutorial stuff that was in there. Um, but you guys know the series is near and dear to my heart. And this is obviously the next step, the next iteration of the series, although it's still under the Fantasy Star Online 2 label, and it will launch from within Fantasy Star Online 2 now. But it is very much, um, in terms of the gameplay and that, a, a different game. It looks gorgeous. I mean, imagine if you took the world of, let's say, Breath of the Wild or like Xenoblade Chronicles. That's the world. And then if you layer on top of that kind of the action combat of Fantasy Star, so in, in Fantasy Star Online 2, but made it look much smoother. And I'm not going to say slower, because when you watch it, um, it is fast. and It's very flashy. Oh, my God, the, the special effects and that kind of flash, flashing off the screens. I mean, this is one of those games that, like, when you see that thing in the beginning that says, like, if you have epileptic seizures, like, this is one of those games you got to be careful with, because it really has like neon lights and things just flashing when you're doing damage and when the character or the villains get destroyed they kind of blow up into these sparkles and all that so there's a lot happening there but um the game engine totally different than fantasy star online 2 i mean i think fantasy star online 2 is getting an update now because of this um but it just looks so clean and i have a, a 1070 in my pc I was running this on the lowest settings, and it looked great. I can't imagine what this thing is going to look like on a high-end PC card, or even when it comes to the Series X. Like, this game is its gorgeous. But it is. It's a true open world, which is something that Fantasy Star has never had. It's always been kind of instance-based um, missions that you go on, where then it spawns you into kind of the area. Here, you go to the central city, and when you're ready to take your quest or your task, they call them tasks in this game, you just head out of the city. You run out of the city. There is no teleporting or anything like that. Um, to the area you just run through and there's these weird little I don't know how to describe it almost like think of like you're walking through a screen door although it's literally not a screen door I mean it just fills the whole screen and you could tell that's where it's like a this is the quote-unquote instanced like matchmaking happening behind the scenes I don't know if they're gonna keep that there I think they are because when you cross into one of those it'll tell you in the top right corner like where you are in the world and what the battle power is and the battle power is pretty much how strong you are and it's like, here's the battle, the recommended battle power for this area. So you kind of know if you can take the enemies on in that general area. Um, but it's all happening behind the scenes. So there is no, let me match make into this. It's just go. So you're coming across other people out in the world. There are big like world bosses. You can fight the urgent quests, just kind of spawn in the world, which I unfortunately didn't get to take place or take part in any of them. But I mean, I saw pictures online where there was like 30 people taking on this massive boss. Um, and again, just happening organically live through the world, like in like a regular MMO, right? I mean, for once, we're finally having Fantasy Star feel like a regular MMO. I mean, it felt almost more like Elder Scrolls Online, which um, doesn't have servers per se. There is the like the U.S. servers and the Oceanic servers, and I think there's even a European server for that. But it's not like Final Fantasy XIV or World of Warcraft, where it's you create your character on a specific server and you're only ever going to encounter people there. This game is constantly searching its full server load and just populating people into your thing so it's like if everybody goes to one area you're not going to see everyone because i'm sure there is some sort of cap limit on characters that can appear there but it just feels much more alive and, and open and when i said the combat felt slow the reason i say that is it just seemed like i don't want to say the the cost 
of using an ability, but and it could be because we're low level. I mean, eventually when you get higher level, you start getting more what they call PP, which is like your ability. It's almost like your ammo or your magicka, if you want to say. Um, but it just seemed like you had to be more um, aware of the situation and when you are using your ability. So you kind of have your initial just regular attack spam ability, but then all your other abilities use up that uh that PP or your Magicka, right? And so you need to make sure you're not just spamming those because then you're going to be weak. Every enemy, kind of when you look at it, it targets it, which I think PSO2 does the same, but it gives you even their elemental weakness. Now, I started the game playing as a fighter because I was I played that in PSO2, the US release of it. And uh, it was cool. I mean, you get these knuckles. I want to get some twin daggers, which is I didn't see those in the beta. Uh, maybe maybe could have had them as a drop or something, but that was what I liked using in PSO2. Here they have me using the knuckles, which is just your fists. Um, so I got up to about a level seven or eight. I think actually seven it was and um, decided to switch over to a force because the force is like the sorcerer of Fantasy Star and I never really played a force. I know I've created forces in PSO1, play, uh, Fantasy Star Universe, Fantasy PSO2, but never really delved into them. And I said, you know what? I always mained a ranger. When PSO2 came to the States, I went with a fighter and even like with a hunter as my subclass, I'm wielding swords and blades and all that. Why don't I just say screw it with this one and even go even further outside my comfort zone and go with a force? Although I've been playing in ESO, my sorcerer is my main over there now. I love it. I've just become like someone loving these mage characters, which I never really was that in any game. I always liked wielding the big swords or just, you know, smashing guys in the face, but I've really started enjoying this. So I said, screw it. I'm going to do it. That's really where the combat really slowed down and really made you think. So as a force, when you start out, you have, you know, abilities that are fire, ice, and lightning. And taking on these enemies, you know, you had to read them and they have tells from when they're going to attack. And so you're, I'm dodging them and then I'm using the elements to bring, burn them down. Enemies have um, weak spots on them. So there were some enemies where you had to get behind them and kind of crush this weak spot first with whatever element their, their, you know, weakness is, which you don't have to do that, but, you know, of course, you're going to do more damage if you do that. Once that's taken out, then you can burn the enemy down wherever you're hitting them. And, and you can target them by, I mean, I was playing with a controller because I just like playing um, Fantasy Star with a controller because it's much more of an action combat. By tapping the left bumper, you target, and then you can move the right stick to kind of pick where you want to target them because some of the enemies will have multiple targeting points like these ones that have these um, specific areas you need to whittle down first so like the combat just felt great and it looks so good um, the one thing I didn't do was um, I think I had um, got to the task and then just didn't have time to, to finish it before the beta has closed um, but there's like a multi-weapon ability now which was never in the other games so before you would equip a weapon like in, in my case as a force I had a, a like a, a rod so like a big you know staff um, I would be using that. All the abilities I had were only rod abilities. Now, there is a way where you do what they call multi-weapons. So you can have the rod equipped, but let's say you made it a multi-weapon where it also is a an assault rifle, let's say, which usually only rangers uses, use, force users don't use that. You make that rod a multi-weapon, which then allows me to insert assault weapon abilities into my rod action palette or my my bar basically so i can have equipped to my x y and right bumper which are your abilities that you use i could have my x be my typical rod attack i could have my y be my fireball basically that i'm shooting on my rod and have my right bumper he pulls out of the assault rifle real quick and does a couple shots so when you watch the combat and i think that's where the higher level play is going to be and when it comes to the 
you know, just uh, strategizing with these characters and character builds is going to be mixed and matching these weapons and weapon abilities with then the main class and your subclass. I mean, there's so much to this game. And guys, I got to tell you, the world was gorgeous. Um, I was having so much fun just going out and exploring every area of the map um, that I could. Unfortunately, I didn't get to get it all. But uh, I, I wonder, I was questioning it because I was playing it. Because it's big. Believe me, it's very big. And the cool thing is you find these areas where you can teleport to at, at, at will. So you can be anywhere in the world. You don't need to get to another teleporter. As long as you've unlocked that teleporter, open the world map, hold the button. doesn't cost you a dime teleporting there so that's cool too um but my question is like what is going to be this game moving forward you know is it going to be a um they're just going to release new maps or unlock new portions of the map that right now we can't see i mean that's probably where it's going to start but then you know also are they going to maybe destroy parts of the map or have certain enemies spawn in and a whole area is kind of just transformed i don't know the sky's the limit with this thing but i'm telling you after playing what i played I am even more excited for this game to get in there because one of the other cool things too, and and some people may or may not like it, is outside of the map itself, and, and there are some new world systems out there. Like there's these world region mags and these little, um, think of like the, the vaults that you had in Breath of the Wild. You go in there and it was like jumping puzzles and stuff like that. They have those even too, which you can even match make into those because some of those are combat rooms as well. Um, or you can go for them yourselves and depending on whether you meet certain uh, limits and goals within there, you get different gear and loot and perks and that kind of coming out of it. Um, the bottom line systems of the game, like the um, uh, weapon upgrades or any of those things are pretty much the same, which it, to be fair, they've kind of been that way for all the fantasy stars, really starting with fantasy star universe. I mean, fantasy star online had it a little bit, but universe really kind of transformed all that. And ever since then, the season, the, games have been this way the series have been this way so if you've played pso2 and you understand those underlying systems you're going to be able to jump right into this and be just good to go except for the fact that they even streamlined it a little bit more so the cool thing is a new player coming in that goes into pso2 or fantasy star online 2 and is just completely dumbfounded by the amount of systems and the menus you don't know where to go don't know what to do they've really made it much more new newbie friendly let's say um or a new player, which is great because that's this is a game that I think if people can get themselves in it and understand the leveling and understand the you know upgrading of weapons and and crafting and all that stuff, this game can be huge because it really is the first new long or first new act MMO action RPG in a long time, and it's absolutely gorgeous. I can't say that enough. I mean, again, I was running this thing in the lowest settings and I was points my jaw was on the floor like the world is incredible incredible in this game i can't wait to see what it looks like on a series x you know i unfortunately i wasn't playing in a high-end pc so a lot of people got to see a lot of that but just what i saw on the lowest settings which usually a lot of times you play those games and the textures are all dumbed down i mean my character was just as shiny and just as crisp because he was running 4k it looked great um so I can't wait. It's coming in June. I mean, we're, we're, I don't even know if there's, I don't think there's a date yet. They just keep saying June, but I mean, within the next 45 days, we have this game full time, you know? So it's, it's, um, I can't wait. This, this really is now, I said it before, it was one of my highly anticipated games for right now, the foreseeable future. This is it, which has me questioning, like we got Elder Scrolls Blackwood. We have Final Fantasy coming out. We have, you know, all these different Ratchet and Clank. I don't know, guys. Like, this is, I think, going to take up a lot of my time. I might be just holding off and seeing where this is going to go first. But 
Um, go check out some videos. You know, I know for a lot of you, it's probably going to look like just more fi- or more fantasy stars, just a little bit, you know, more flashier. But I urge you when it comes out, because again, it's going to be free to play, which is cool. Um, don't let this game pass you by. Like it is, it is going to be very, very cool. Uh, and then the other thing that I was playing this weekend, I actually played it Friday for a, a good amount of time. I was off on Friday. Um, was um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Got to jump into that. Got to check that. Actually, it was Thursday I was playing that. Um, jumped right into the very first game. Got to play th- over three hours, actually. I got in, got off the Citadel as my Commander Shepard. Got in. And, you know, I mentioned before I've been listening to, it's uh, the Mass Effect Lorecast. Uh, is the show I've been listening to, kind of catching back up on the lore of Mass Effect. And um, I'm glad I did because having gotten through most of those episodes, I, I haven't listened to the latest, and I think I had like one episode left, it really caught me back up on kind of the state of that universe, um, especially going into that first game. Because and I, I remember back before the first game came out, I read the first novel. Um, and so I knew kind of what was going on and some of the characters within the game. But, um, you know, it's just incredible, that world they created. And getting back into it and hearing the sights and the sounds and seeing it all again brings me back. Now, I will say the first Mass Effect, uh, if you've never played Mass Effect, it is going to feel a little bit dated. I mean, the gameplay, especially the gunplay and that, they did tighten things up a little bit from where... Uh, it was originally a Mass Effect 1, but you can feel the age on it definitely when you play it. But the thing that keeps moving you forward is always the story in that game. The story is great. And I mean, so far, just seeing moments and, and things that I had forgotten about in Mass Effect 1 um, is awesome. So I would say if you've never played the series, definitely don't don't miss out on this one. At some point, you got to get in there. You got to experience the series at some point in your life. I mean, it is such an incredible sci-fi experience. Um, and, you know, this is the best package. I mean, graphically, I would say, you know, the the textures and that you could tell have been updated. Uh, there is still like mouth animations and, and just some animations in general that look a little bit dated. Um, but, uh, you know, the menus even look a little bit older. I mean, they're crisp and all that because they're in 4K. Uh, but just kind of the layout in that, you know, games have really iterated in terms of the way the UI and things like that are laid out. Um, but so far, I'm loving it. And with the Fantasy Star Online 2 closed beta ending last night, all my time is going back into, uh, you know, being that Commander Shepard, that Spectre that I know I can be. And, uh, you know, stopping the Reaper threat here coming to that. Well, although, hold on. I should say, as of right now, I'm stopping Saren and the Geth threat because that's all that I know what's happening right now. But we'll we'll see where things go for uh, Commander Shepard here by the end of this game. Um, but uh, yeah, it's awesome. Check it out if, if you've never played Mass Effect. I, I would highly recommend it. But that's going to do it for me here today, guys. Here, yeah, I know you loved hearing me ramble about Fantasy Star Online too, but man, it, it, it was awesome. New Genesis looks like it is going to be a great addition to the series. Uh, tomorrow's episode, we'll be back to just some regular news stories. There was some stuff that happened over the weekend that I wanted to talk about today, but I knew it was going to be a little bit long-winded when it came to both of these games here, and I guess more specifically, New Genesis. Uh, but uh, we'll be talking about all that tomorrow, and who knows what other new news will be coming out today. Uh, don't forget, to, again, you can follow me on Twitter at MarkTurk at M-E-R-K-T-U-R-C. You can always email the show, theenthuselife at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, everybody, have a great rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time.